Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm joined by Greg Browning and we're both delighted to be back with this week's podcast but before we get started this week, most of you will know that our friend Paul Jane, who is better known as Mr Fixit, sadly passed away last week. I personally had known and worked with Paul for over 10 years, setting up the Mr Fixit's Tips website with him and speaking to him almost every other day. Greg was also a key member of that team and we'd both come to know Paul as a friend, enjoying many a day out with him at the racing, going for a bite to eat or even going to support his beloved bankies with him. Paul was a huge supporter of our project here at Gambler and it's fair to say that we wouldn't be sitting here recording this podcast if it wasn't for him. He was a kind-hearted, funny and humble man who loved his football, his golf and of course beating the bookies. He was so down to earth he would have absolutely hated the fuss that's been made over him this week. We're going to miss him enormously and our thoughts go out to Linda, Katie, James and all of Paul's extended family and friends. If you'd like to make a donation in Paul's memory, we've set up two Just Giving pages for very worthwhile causes that were close to Paul's heart. We'll post a link with the details on our Twitter channel at Gambler Tips. Rest in peace, Mr Fixit. And Greg, as hard as it's been the last week or so, we have to pick up the pieces and get back to trying to beat the bookies um, because that's what Paul would have wanted. He wouldn't have had it any other way, would he? No, not at all. He wants us to carry on and um, do, do as best we can. So here goes this weekend. Yeah, so fingers crossed we can uh, pick up one or two in his honour um, and we'll have a, a good look at the games in Scotland um, in the next half hour or so. Um, we've not had a podcast for a couple of weeks, obviously, with everything that's been going on in the last 10 days or so. So it's maybe a good opportunity for you just to fill us in on what's been happening in the wonderfully mad world of Scottish football in the last few weeks. Oh, it's been very busy anyway. Um, St Johnston continue to uh, go unbeaten. Yes. Having, having a great season so far. And we'll get to Celtic shortly. But yeah. I think at the moment, um, we spoke a lot about Queen's Park at the start of the season. They obviously invested quite a bit of money in the playing squad. They've probably got, on paper, a team that could potentially challenge, definitely top in the League One, possibly even bottom end of the Championship. Yeah. And they're starting to run away with League Two, as we thought they would. Um, massive, massive post favourites. So they're, they're having a great season so far. Uh, but in terms of the Scottish Premiership, Rangers have just simply been outstanding. They are a winning machine. Yeah. It's just incredible. 16 games played, 14 wins, two draws, and they've only conceded in two games. So 14 clean sheets. Yeah, um, to, be, to be fair, we flagged up the win to nil market on quite a few occasions, and it's, the, it's probably the only team that I would back on that market um, with any great confidence because they've just been ridiculously good this season. Um, not just going forward, they scored 45 goals, but 14 out of 16 games, they've they've kept a clean sheet. It's just phenomenal for them. And they've not been blowing teams away every week. They've been grinding out kind of 2 nils, 3 nils here and there. But defensively, though, I think to have 14 clean sheets at 16 is just remarkable. And it, they travelled to Dungeon United on Sunday. And Dungeon United aren't known for their attacking football at the moment. They very much try to sneak a goal, don't score many goals. Uh, so it would be no surprise at all to see Rangers um, potentially increase their lead on, on Sunday. Yeah, we'll, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they uh, considered a goal on Sunday. Yeah, we'll come on to that and the Celtic game. Um, uh, I think the big surprise in Scotland and 
no one quite knows why or how Neil Lennon is still in a job. <laughs> uh, Celtic, as we speak, are two wins in 12, got a, a Europa League match against Leo on Thursday and then faced the visit of Kilmarnock on Sunday, which we'll touch on. But, um, yeah, it just, just seems to be collapsing round about them at the moment. You keep expecting them to pull a result out of the bag. They've still got a very talented squad, but I think drawing with St Johnston at the weekend probably just... Obviously, St Johnston are having a good season and are in good form, but you would still expect them to go and get three points at home, especially yeah. given where Rangers are. Obviously, yeah. it's 10 in a row, a row season, and they're, what, how many points behind now? Is it 13 with two in 13 hand? 13 with two in hand, yeah. yeah. So, um, it's a long way back from here. And they've got another tough game on Sunday at home to Kilmarnock, which we'll touch upon. Yeah. But two wins out of 12, I can't remember the last time a Celtic side had two wins in the last 12 games. No. Possibly never. <laughs> possibly, very possibly. Um, and there was also some decisions made this week regarding games that had been postponed earlier in the season due to COVID um, outbreaks and isolations um, that I'm sure you want to talk about. Um, it's left the table looking pretty much the way that we predicted that it probably would at the start of the season. Apart from Motherwell, who've been shite this season. Pardon my French. <laughs> it's scandalous that they are sitting fifth. Um, very, very fortunate to... And I appreciate it's not their fault that other clubs have broken COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. But for them to get six points is massive for them. They've been poor this season. They've had glimpses of last season's form. But that's a massive coup for them to steal six points um, and move up to fifth. Strong words. Strong words. Um and I think as well for Aberdeen and the Hibs, they're going to go toe-to-toe, I think, this season, for the rest of the season. Um, I obviously tipped Hibs at the start of the season at 5-2 to two to kind of sneak into that third place. Um, they're sitting third at the moment. Aberdeen having a bit of a blip again, as they often do. They drew at Hamilton, although I appreciate they did have a quite a severely weakened squad that, that, that week against Hamilton. They then yeah. lost to Sittman in the, in the League Cup. Yep. which was disappointing and they then drawn one all at St Mirren again last week in the league so not been a great few weeks for, for Aberdeen meanwhile Hibs went to Motherwell last weekend and won 3-0 yep, good win probably flat, great win for them probably flatters them a little bit I think they scored two goals in the last minute uh, but again well worthy of the three points um, and at the bottom Hamilton just don't know when they're beat another <laughs> win for them against, uh, against Kilmarnock Um last weekend so I think at the moment obviously St Mirren Ross County Hamilton Livingston that, that's going to be the bottom four I, I don't I think the league's exactly as you say is how we most people would think it would pan out mm-hmm. and it's going to be really interesting to see who takes those top two the, the, the last remaining top six places and that's yeah, probably a, a fight between four clubs Motherwell yeah. United St Johnston and Kilmarnock yeah, I mean, there's certainly plenty of little mini-leagues within the league, isn't there? Well, yeah, I think it's a mini-league of four, isn't it? The top two, Aberdeen, Hibs, the four I've just mentioned, and, and the bottom four. And I don't see that changing as the season progresses. Sorry, just, one, just one final point. Yep. It's definitely been the season of the penalty. Mm-hmm. So looking at the um, top goalscorer charts, incredibly, uh, Tavernier and Lewis Ferguson top the charts. Um, with 18 goals between them. Uh, 12 of those goals, though, have been penalties. I think Tavernier is a goal-scoring machine. 
um, especially from the spot. I think Lewis Ferguson's got six of his goals, six of his eight goals, sorry, have come from the penalty spot. And to be fit to have there, he's been a tremendous player for Rangers, hasn't he? Over the yeah, last throughout the seasons, he's, seasons. he's weighed in with goals from, from right back, I suppose, right wing back position. And he's delivered his great into the box as well. Yeah, question marks whether or not he can defend, but <laughs> I guess... Um, well, they're doing OK. Three goals conceded would suggest that they're doing something right. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised there probably hasn't been any movement or any chat about him moving on. Mm. Um, potentially, clubs looking at him in the, the January window. But yeah, he's having a terrific season um, and he's pretty much scoring every game at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely worth um, keeping an eye out in the goalscorer markets. It's not... It's not something I've been following, to be honest. But I'd like to, I'd like to see a chart of his uh, first goal scorer price or any time goal scorer price from the start of the season to what it is now. Oh, it'll uh, be terrible now. I'll be odds on now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it'll be falling every every day. Um, okay, so that's given us, uh, as kind of brought us up to speed in terms of what's been happening since the last podcast that we did. Um, I think the last podcast you had tipped a th- Queens Park win and maybe Thistle as well. Yeah, so that was Queen's Park to beat Stenhouse Muir and to score two goals. Uh, they won three one, which was great. And at that point, I think that was us tracking at twelve winning naps from fifteen in the league in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So I was delighted with that. And obviously last weekend last weekend's nap on the, the private channel was Falkirk to win, which they did two one and Partick Thistle to beat Dumbarton. Mm-hmm. Now I think I made my feelings very <laughs> Well, knowing <laughs> about that part of this result, I think they absolutely battered Dumbarton. Uh, 12 corners, 800 shots in goal, and <laughs> Brian Graham's penalty miss just before half time was bad enough. He then missed the rebound, which was an well, open was goal. Worse. That which was worse was open, than the it yeah. was an open goal from three or four yards, and it's probably hit his shin rather than his boot, and it's went way over the bar. Still going. Um, it still hurts. It still hurts me, actually. Really uh, so yeah, so Brian Graham won't be getting a Christmas card from the Browning. Especially after me picking him up. I know you did. Last few weeks. You did. To be fair, producing yeah. the goods, and yeah. he goes and does that to us. So, um, hoping to get back to winning ways in that this weekend. I think yeah. that will make it thirteen out of sixteen. So fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Okay, so we're going to have a quick look through the six Premiership games, um, and we've got a couple in the lower leagues as well that we quite like the look of uh, before we finish up today. So. We spoke about Aberdeen, um, they're in a kind of little mini slump, I suppose, not one in four, uh, but perfect opportunity to rectify that against Ross County, um, a team that they, they love to play. They've actually won eight of the last nine meetings against Ross County. Short enough, mind you, at one to two, um, but you couldn't make a case for anything other than a, a home win here, I don't think. No, I think you're spot on there. I, I don't think there's any case at all to be made for Ross County. They they went to Celtic and won two 0 but to be fair, anybody could do that these days. Um, that's their only positive point, probably over the last what two or three months. Mm. County are now just one win in fourteen in the league, and oh, yes, that was against St Johnston, and that was very <laughs> very fortunate. But as you say, Aberdeen have got a great record at home against Ross County, and I think they've probably got the majority of their players back. Obviously, they missed players through COVID and through suspension yeah. and through injury, but um, they should see off Ross County here, at, I think, just a shade above 1-2. to two. So, they'll definitely be a very, very popular bet on the accumulators this weekend. Yeah, I don't really think there's much more to add to that. I think, obviously, County have done well to get to quarterfinals of the League Cup. And, I guess, Stuart Kettlewell just 
really needs that form to be taken into the league. Um, yeah, they've been good in the cup, Ross County. I'd be keen to see the price of Ross County Connors here. I did back them against Rangers, but in hindsight, it's probably quite a brave call given how defensively well they play Rangers. Mm. Uh, but I think other than that, though, County do impress on the roads in terms of their corner count. So wouldn't be surprised to see County get four corners here. Um, we may get even money for that so that's maybe something I'll have a look at later in the week once we get some prices Okay, so Aberdeen won for the ACA but not one that we're likely to touch on the kind of single market No Okay, uh, next up it's Hamilton v Hibs and I think you'd said earlier that Hamilton just don't know when they're beat and um, yeah, they just keep bouncing back they were awarded a win um, over St Mirren which gave them three points and took them above St Mirren in the league. And they seem to have come through that really sticky patch that they had a few weeks ago. Yeah, they were in a really bad way, weren't they? They were humiliated by Rangers, humiliated in the League Cup, I think on two occasions. Uh, I think Stranraer beat them and they also lost against Anna, I think, as well yeah. in yeah. the group stages. Um, St Johnston beat them 5-3. They were hemorrhaging goals right, left and centre. Then they managed to pull out that one-all draw against Aberdeen. And that mm-hmm. kind of stopped the rot. Yeah. And as you say, they've, they've collected for two to three points due to COVID. And they have then gone to... Um, they beat, beat Kilmarnock last weekend, sorry. Um, so, really good result for them. They're, they're now propping themselves up the league. And at the moment, I think St Mirren are sitting in, in bottom place. So, yeah. it is very, very tight at the bottom. But as we keep on saying... There's not much between the sides. I think it's worth pointing out to people who are maybe listening as well that there's a couple of sites that I use just to kind of check stats and stuff like that, and they've not updated the table to reflect the fact that the these points have been awarded um, for the postponement of games. So just make sure that you're checking the information that you're getting in terms of the league table is up to date for Scotland. Um, and I guess from a betting point of view, some of those stats can be a wee bit mis- misleading, you know, because it, it now looks as if Motherwell have won six games, and that's actual fact they've only won four. They have the heck won six games, can I yeah. show you that? <laughs> so, yeah, just a word to the wise if you're if you're checking your stats in Scotland this weekend. So I think Hibs, off the back of last weekend, seen a win at Motherwell, um, four to seven, probably a bit short, but I can understand why they are four to seven. Again, they'll be very popular on the accumulators, I think, this weekend. I don't think they'll go off at 4-7 to seven come Saturday. Same with Aberdeen. I think Hibs will go off less than 1-2. to two. Aberdeen, definitely less than 1-2. to two. Um, At the moment, you can get the Aberdeen-Hibs double at 6-4. to four. It's one of those bets where both of them should win. Yeah, I just can't be having Hibs at that price. No, and I'm, I'm, and as I'm much as as much as Hibs have been in great form, I think they've only lost once in the league since September. Um Hampton are a team that I just can't I can't trust, you know. I think we spoke the last time in the podcast about there was every possibility that they would go and win at Tanadice, I think it was at, at the time. Um, yeah. I think they actually took the lead in that game before eventually losing two one. And albeit they didn't win that day, but we followed that up with the, the one all draw against Aberdeen and then they went to Rugby Park and won. So yeah, I just can't be I wouldn't back Hibs with any confidence at the weekend at those prices. That's no, not to say they won't win. I just don't think there's value there at all. Yeah, agreed. I think sometimes you just need to leave it based on the price. And there's probably every chance that for Hamilton, Ross Callahan will either get booked or score a penalty or miss a penalty. It seems to be the case with him <laughs> most weeks. He's in the action somehow for, for Hamilton. But yeah, Hibs 4-7 should do the business. But 
uh, no bet here for us. Yep. Okay, next up we'll have a quick look at Motherwell v St Mirren. We've kind of already t- touched on Motherwell and their f- fortune that they've had in the last <laughs> week or so. Uh, that's taken them up to fifth in the table. Um, it's seen them leapfrog a number of teams, actually, um, including St Johnson. Is that Indeed, right? Indeed, that's that correct, yeah. Is that why it's hurting so much? Um, yeah, yes. probably, yeah, I must admit. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be so tight to get into that top six this season. Yeah, There's so many true. teams have got a chance and for a team to be awarded six points mm-hmm. is a real shitter, but great news from Motherwell. Yeah, they've not won four now. Uh, they were beaten by Hibs last weekend and they play a St Mirren team um, who are unbeaten in the league in three and unbeaten eight overall in 90 minutes. Um, don't know when the last time St Mirren would have done that. They're into never, the, last, never. the last eight <laughs> of the, the Betfred Cup and but for, um, but for Hamilton's three points, they would be off the bottom of the table as well. So things start to look up a wee bit for St Mirren. It certainly looks that way. Um, I certainly couldn't back against them um, at Motherwell on Saturday. Motherwell 23-20. Um, it's a really tough game to call. I wouldn't be touching this game at all, to be honest with you. I don't think Motherwell are in any form whatsoever um, to constitute clear favourites here. And as you say, St Mirren in good shape, good result against Aberdeen in the Cup. They got a good win at Livingston and obviously they then followed that up the Cup game with another one all draw at mm-hmm. home to Aberdeen. So, uh, Jim Gibbon will be delighted with that. Two into the Cup, four points in the, the last two league games, albeit they're still bottom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of those ones that I think um, my I think my Scottish Premiership phrase of the year will be, no result would surprise me here. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a tight league, and I think yeah. here, no result would surprise me. Um, and I certainly couldn't back Motherwell um, at 23-20. Yeah, just about covers it. Um, I kind of feel as if we're kind of sitting on the fence and telling people what we're suffering <laughs> to bet this weekend. Well, that's but, what part of the podcast about. Yeah, I guess so. Um, next game, we do actually have a bet in, and it's a bet that both of us flagged up independently this morning um, when we sent each other our thoughts for the podcast. Uh, and it's St. Johnston at home to Livingston. You say that St. Johnston are probably one of the forum teams in Scotland out with Rangers at the moment. You took the words out of my mouth. Apologies. And uh, <laughs> lovely the fact that they're up against Livingston, a team that we always like to uh, take on away from home. They've actually got the worst away record in the division. So all I think you'll find needs. they've got the worst away record in u- u- universal in football. <laughs> in the universe. Yeah. yeah, so all roads kind of point towards a St. Johnston victory on Saturday. Yeah, it's a five. Which is a worry. Yeah, it, is, <laughs> it is a worry. It's not often you'll find me backing St Johnston. You often find me backing against them. Um, but I think here at the moment, eleven games unbeaten, albeit four draws in the last five in the league, and that's probably why we're sitting mid-table and not kind of pushing up into that top six. Just too many draws. But I think eleven games unbeaten and in top flight, obviously includes some cup games as well. It's, it's fantastic, and I think few teams will boast that this season to have an 11 game unbeaten run. Uh, most recently, gone to Hibs, led twice, uh, paid back late on, and obviously last weekend, uh, Chris Kane goal um, gave us a 1 0 lead with about 10 minutes to go, but unfortunately, couldn't hang on to that. But performance wise, playing really, really well. In fact, there was actually a chance of sack the board, and Callum Davison must go after that result against Celtic <laughs> given how disappointing it was that we didn't go there and win <laughs> but we play Livingston got a pretty solid record at home against Livingston 
Um, another club who benefited again from COVID outbreaks, they beat Dungeon United last weekend 2-0, and that was a much-needed win for them. Uh, I think Dungeon United were severely depleted last week. Yeah, I think they dropped to nine players out. And really low in bodies, so um, they took advantage of that, so, so fair play to them. In this match itself, um, the away side's only won once in the last 12. St Johnston have only lost two of their last 14 home games against Livingston, and they're actually unbeaten in the last 10. It's not normally a high-scoring match, St Johnston v Livy, yeah. but in terms of trying to find an angle for this game, I think we are definitely worthy of a 5-4 to four shout. But I think double chance is a is a really good call. I don't think we'll lose this game. I think if you called out Livingston's away record is nothing short of woeful. Yep. Um, we're in really good form. And I think at the moment, for this match here, I think St Johnson not to lose the match and for there to be over 1.5 match goals um, at 21-20 to 20, um, looks a strong shout. See, now you've got me overthinking my own bet. I was quite keen on just taking St Johnston straight win at 5-4. to four. Um, But obviously when you throw in the fact that there has been a fair number of draws in, in that great run that St Johnston have been on, if there was any way of getting the draw on side as well, then I think I'd be tempted to take it. Yeah, our last five games have seen both teams score. Um, so I think we're scoring goals at the moment. Um, <coughs> probably been a little bit more clinical up front. Um, obviously, the disaster here would be 1-0. Mm. Um, but I do like the fact it does cover uh, the option of the one-all draw uh, or hopefully a, a, a 6-0 St Johnson home win. <laughs> yeah, maybe worth having a wee saver on that one-nil win because that, <laughs> that would be an absolute nightmare. But I think 5-4 uh, is big though. I, I wasn't expecting us to be as big as 5-4. No, nor, given, nor yeah. given how terrible the scenario away from home, yeah. I thought probably evens would have been a bit fairer but happy to see the 5-4 to four, and I wouldn't put anyone off backing that. Yeah. But I'm going to take it a little bit safer and take a stable chance and there to be two match goals. OK, uh, I will probably still stick with the 5-4 on the straight win. So um, I guess listeners out there, it's, it's down to yourself how you get on side with St Johnson on Saturday. OK, on Sunday, uh, both Celtic and Rangers are in action. and Again Thursday, on a Sunday. Again on a Sunday, <laughs> yeah. Um, both obviously in Europa League action on Thursday night, so games on Sunday. First up, it's Rangers' visit to Tanadice. To uh, Rangers are as short as... 1-6 to six, and Rangers have the chance to go 16 points clear at the top of the table before Celtic kick off which is just remarkable The league's over isn't it? Pretty much <laughs> I'm sure Celtic yeah. fans will disagree but I think psychologically a 16 point lead and we're not even at Christmas yet yeah. it just shows you how ruthless and how much of a winning machine they've been um, It's difficult to find value in this match you can really try and hunt as hard as you can. Um, Rangers to score in both halves is four to five. Yeah. Which I don't think is a bad shout. And obviously yeah. we've been harping on about Rangers to win to nil. They're going to have to consider a goal at some point, aren't they? <laughs> they can't just keep trending out clean sheets every game. Someone's going to score against them. I'm not yeah. saying it'll be done United, but for me, um, to put into perspective, They've conceded three goals this season. Hamilton have conceded 36. <laughs> True. So defensively, um, I can't see United scoring here. But I think you're going to have to try and work hard to try and get some value here. Yeah. Um, Tavernier on the penalties could be a shout. Could be, but yeah. 
I think for me it's a sit back and watch. Yeah, like you, I had also noted down the the win to nil, which is priced at eight to eleven, which seems to be getting shorter every week naturally. Um, and I had both both uh, Rangers to score in both halves as well. That was sixty five at bet three six five. So those are very similar angles to to what you're looking at. Um, but yeah, can't see anything other than a Rangers win here um, at one to six. But just to see as well, obviously, after Europa League football on Thursday. Again, I'm, I'm sure Gerard will bring the changes and yeah. probably mix the squad up a little bit. But we've got such strength and depth in that squad, it doesn't matter who comes in, obviously. No. And I think with Bins United playing last weekend, missing players last weekend, um, not the ideal match for them to come back into. Actually, I think the, the players might still be out. I'm not entirely sure at this stage just how long that quarantine period is. But I did see mention of uh, some players having to miss the game again, which... To be fair, Rangers have been fantastic, but they have had a, some luck in terms of their opponents throughout the season, uh, haven't they missed games due, due to COVID as well? And this just seems like it's another one where the opposition might be in a weaker position due to that. Yeah, it looks like it anyway. OK, and then last but not least, on Sunday we have some Celtic at home to Kilmarnock. Now, Celtic are 1-4 here. Well, I was saying a, a screenshot in a group chat with two two good friends of mine who are both um, massive Celtic fans and the, the screenshot was of Celtic at 4-9 to nine. this was on I think Monday so they've maybe been back in a little bit but the, the, the general consensus was how could you possibly touch Celtic at the moment even at any, at, at any price at, at any price <laughs> exactly and the question was asked what price could you bat Celtic at and I think one of the boys said 2-1 to one. <laughs> so really? um, 1-4 to four, it's a, it's a really difficult one, this, for Celtic. Again, massive amount of pressure on them, especially if Rangers go and make it 16 points clear. Yeah, um, and, and again, they've got Europa League match on Thursday. Yeah. That could be another confidence-sapping result. Yeah, senior Lennon is saying that he's going to ring the changes um, in a game that's effectively meaningless for Celtic. Um, although he has said that before and not really made that many changes, but I think he will in this instance uh, on Thursday night. So I don't think it will have too much of a bearing on Sunday. I just kind of wanted to point out that Kilmarnock are 10-1 to 1, um, at last week. St Johnson were around the 8-1, to 9-1 to 1 mark. Ross County were 16-1 to 1 when they won at Celtic Park. And honestly, the way things are going, a quid on Kilmarnock at 10-1 wouldn't be the worst bet that you'd have this weekend. No, definitely. I think Kilmarnock here will go and really try and frustrate Celtic, keep things really tight. Um, they don't concede too many goals. I think in the middle of the park with Dicker and Power, I think they're probably both quite good candidates for a booking. I think St Johnson racked up four bookings on Sunday against Celtic. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kilmarnock definitely deliver at least two cards, possibly three. Mm-hmm. So there's a potential angle there on, on Kilmarnock bookings for this match. Yep, uh, I'm just curious to know who's back in Celtic at 49 to bring, <laughs> bring that price in at 24. But um, yeah, good luck if you've if you've got them on your accumulator. But it'd be a no bet for me in that one. 
No, I think so. Okay, on to the championship and the one that stands out for both of us again was uh, Hearts at home to Queen of the South. Um, Hearts, as we've kind of touched on, really expect them to walk away with the league title. Remember, it's a shortened season in the lower leagues in Scotland, only 27 games for teams in there. So important that they got off to a fairly uh, successful start to the season, which they have done. Um, and home to Queen and South, we'd expect them to win the vast majority, if not all of their games at Tynecastle, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think so far they've beaten Dundee 6-2, Inverness 2-1, they beat Alloa 3-0, again, a result I'm still kind of hurting about <laughs> after they're missing two penalties in the second half, but yeah, I think they'll pretty much win every home game at Tynecastle this season. Um, they've got a squad that would grace the Premiership, really, in terms of the personnel, Boyce, Naismith, Gordon, Hockett, Matt Smith, pretty very very strong squads. Some international players in there too. So they welcome Queens, Queen of the South, who have the worst defensive record in the league. So there's no value in Hearts to win the match. Obviously, I think they're as short as possibly one to five, maybe even one to six to win the match. Um, looking at Queen of the South's games, to concede 14 goals, they've lost three at Dunfermline. They lost three at home to Inverness last weekend. They lost five at Wraith. And they lost two at Ayr. So there's a couple of angles I looked at here. Initially, I did look at Hearts to score in both halves at five to six. And I think that's got a fairly strong chance. But I'm still having nightmares of the 3-0 against Aloha, So That was a sore one. I think Hearts can win this quite comfortably. I think Queen of the South defensively, and for those that watch Queen of the South and the, the guys that were spoken to, Defensively, they're just a shambles, especially at the centre position, um, the two centre-halves. They do score quite a lot of goals, to be fair to them, um, for being being as poor as they, as they have been. But I think Hearts can score three goals here. Um, might take a bit of time, uh, but for them to score three or more goals, pays six to five. And that's six to five, probably with three or four different bookies, actually. So best pays six to five on Hearts to score three or more. Yep, again, this was another one that I had on my shortlist. I was relatively keen on Hearts to win to nil, actually, um, Queen of the South. I've done not bad, they scored eight and six, um, and Hearts, I think, maybe only kept three clean sheets in uh, their six games. Obviously, Craig Gordon in goal, absolute quality goalkeeper, um, and that might be a good way of getting onside with Hearts as well, at even money. Yeah, it's not, as you know, it's the win to nil market, it's not a market I like to back. Um, but I think saying that they're at home probably going to have 65-70% of the ball mm-hmm. it's difficult to see Queen of the South scoring here albeit they do have um, goal machine Stephen Doby playing for them <laughs> Still. so I'm going to put my chips in the oven here and my neck on the line and say I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak to wee goal <laughs> they have scored quite they have scored quite a few goals this season Queen of the South Hearts sorry Hearts they can see 2v Dundee and Inverness also scored here. I don't so, think I've ever heard of anyone putting their chips in the oven. I'll have to take a note of that one. Yeah, chips in the oven. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Okay, so Hearts to score three or more, and that's 65 in various places. Um, jumping into League One, uh, Montrose probably pulled off the surprise result of the weekend last weekend. Kind of put the cat amongst the pigeons with a win against Cove Rangers. Um and you had Montrose during the week in your corner bets? Yeah, so last weekend I've st- started looking at the kind of corner performances now 
in League One and League Two now that we're what seven games in. Um, and Trost stood out, hit some really good numbers. They've actually got a really good squad there. Um, Stuart Petrie's probably the unsung hero of lower league Scottish football. He's done an amazing job at Montrose. Um, I think he's also potentially one of the longest serving managers in the league. He's been there for quite a few seasons now. I think probably only Derek McInnes beats him um, and Jim McAnally at Peterhead. Mm. But he's done a good job at Montrose. They obviously to beat Cove 2 1 was a terrific result. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say it was a shock. I think Cove are obviously quite heavy favourites at four to seven, uh, but they went one 0 down, came back into the game. I think they finished the match on five corners. Now they travelled to Airdrie, who I think haven't won in two. They got beat at East Fife last weekend, and they drew with Cove at home. Airdrie tend to do okay at home, um, but you're getting fifteen to eight on Montrose. But I'm quite keen though to have a look at Montrose corners again. Um, I don't think we'll get a place on four given that Airdrie are playing this time in not Cove. Mm-hmm. But we might get something in five. So again, um, keep an eye out the channel and I'll, I'll, I'll see what we can come up with. Yeah, what Bicky was pricing that up? At the moment, it's probably just going to be Sky, but there's no prices at the moment right. yet. But it'll probably be a Friday night job. We'll get prices for that one. Yeah, OK. Just keep an eye out for that. Um, I guess elsewhere in that league, again, yeah. you've got the three top three all-shot prices. Falkirk at Clyde. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, uh, 11 to 20. Cove at Dumbarton at 4 to 7. I would be keen at, on Cove at that price, mm. away from home. Definitely not. And hopefully Partick Thistle got absolutely hammered by Forfa. <laughs> uh, that'd, be, that'd be great. That'd be grand. And I can get the... Um, Brian Ian McCall must go. Tannoy can be going again. Banners out again. Yeah, they are pretty short at 1 to 2. Again, just another team that I just can't trust. Not yet. No, 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 that place. Definitely not. Okay, last but not least, we'll have a look at the Spiders. Uh, Queen's Park starting to purr a wee bit in League Two, as we've touched on, starting to flex their muscles. Oh, you love that saying, don't you? Flex their muscles. Kind of already suggested that um, they're probably a League One club standard, possibly even lower championship standard in terms of the squad that they've put together. Yeah, we've, we've been to Queen's Park up now all season. Um, I was actually really pleased I didn't back them at the very start of the season. I think they were missing a few players. Um, but as you say, the last three weeks, they, I think they scored three goals in their, in their last three games now. Yeah. Um, really good win at Cowden Beath last week. Yeah. And I think we were on them last week to score two or more at four to five, which I felt was a terrific price. They brought the nap in the week before that. So Queen's Park have been really good to us. Now, I think I posted this in the channel on Sunday. And I think my wording was, I am stunned to see Queen's Park priced at 23-20 to 20 to win this match. And you can quote me here, this will be the only time this season Queen's Park start at odds against at home this season. Yeah. It, won't happen, it won't happen again. So they've already been backed into even money uh, at the moment as we record this on Wednesday. And uh, the likelihood is that that will just get shorter as kickoff approaches, I think. I think people are, well, I think the, the Auckland Pillars maybe getting a little bit excited by Edinburgh City's recent results. They've beaten Albion Rovers 4-0. Doesn't count. And, <laughs> so, sorry, it was Al- uh, 5-2 to beat Albion Rovers. Sorry, 5-2 to beat Albion Rovers yeah. and they beat Aaron 4-0. Yeah. So, prior to that though, they, they hadn't had a great start to the season. They're already seven points behind Queen's Park. I think Queen's Park squad-wise have a superior starting eleven. 
a stronger bench. And as I've said a number of times now on the channel, the Queen's Park squad, it's just full of experience. Mm. You often find at this level in League Two, a couple of senior pros and quite a lot of young guys kind of finding they're kind of getting involved. But for Queen's Park, they've brought in lots and lots of experienced players, players who've played hundreds of games between them at a higher level. Quite a lot of guys that have played championship football as well. Yeah. So for Queen's Park to be 23-20, to I think she'll be snapped up. And that's this weekend's nap. Simon Murray's back playing. He was yep. injured at the start of the season. Last week, didn't he? Scored in his last two games, came off yep. the bench twice. So he's got the super sub tag at the moment. <laughs> uh, but Bob McHugh is also scoring goals. So I think they've got a strength and depth in that squad at Queen's Park. They're going to absolutely cruise this league. And I think for them... Probably against, you could argue, their main title challengers. Nice. I don't think there's going to be any sort of title challenge in League 2 anyway. Um, albeit, no disrespect to Gavin Price at Elgin, who are currently sitting second yeah, and having well. a wonderful season. Um, I think between them and Edinburgh City, they're going to fall well short of Queen's Park's standards this season. And this is this weekend's nap. I think it's a, a chance for Queen's Park to make a statement on Saturday. Um they're already, what, seven points clear of Edinburgh, so a chance to go ten points clear and really open up a sizeable gap. And as we touched on earlier, it's, it's a shortened season. So Queen's Park know. should be no bigger than four to six for this match. Yeah. And they may, they may very well go off at four to six come Saturday. OK, that sounds convincing enough to me. Um, can you just give us a wee recap, then, of your best bets for the weekend? Yeah, so just... Starting with the, the nap, um, taking Queen's Park to beat Edinburgh City on Saturday, and that pays 23-20 to 20 with William Hill, albeit it's now even money. Mm-hmm. Um, into the Scottish Premiership, um, taking St Johnston double chance against Livingston, and over 1.5 match goals, and that pays 23-20 to 20 with bet 365. And finally, Hearts at home to... Queen of the South, <laughs> and I'm taking Hearts to score three or more goals at best price six to five. And on a very similar vein, I am going to take St Johnson on the straight win market at six to five, and I'm going to take Hearts to win to nil at even money. So we're kind of in agreement across the board, Greg. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough card this weekend, I must admit. Yeah. I had to really dig deep, um, but I think we've got three or four really good looking bets for the weekend. So, okay. So, don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning eighty four Greg. And of course, if you want some more tips like the ones that we've just given you on the podcast, then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel um, for daily tips. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up. And that's us for this week's podcast. Best of luck with your bets this weekend. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, good luck, Greg. Yeah, thank you. Good luck. Cheers. <laughs>